Welcome to the Loving Your Husband Before You Even Have One podcast. My name's Kim, and I'm here with my co-host, Adrian, and we are so glad you've chosen to spend time with us today. We are going to be discussing choices that you can make while you are single before you even have a husband that will help you flourish in your single years and increase your odds for a better marriage later. Adrian, we are talking about something fun today. Yes, Kim, we are talking about reading. And so you may be thinking, oh my gosh, I'm so excited for this podcast. This is everything I've wanted to talk about. You know, you have leaders are readers. You say that all the time. Or you may be like me and go, I I don't really like reading. <laughs> I'll say it. But I'm so glad that we're talking about this today. And we have a special guest, Jordan, on just to share about her heart for reading, how much she's benefited from it, not just for education, but for pleasure. And so, Kim, will you tell us more about Jordan and how you guys know each other? Yes, it is my pleasure. Jordan and I became friends on Instagram, you know, kind of one of those Instagram friendships. And I had met her mom through an Instagram friendship uh, prior to that. And her mother is a very gifted calligraphist, if that's the right word, and um, has actually done some work um, for me. And on my website, you can see some of the things that she's done. And so anyway, it's been a kind of a family thing. So I got to know Jordan and follow her. And she has such a fun Instagram page. And she uh, talks about books and And like Adrian, I love books. I love books. I love reading. And so I um, immediately just felt a real connection with Jordan and wanted her to come on to our podcast to talk about reading and the value of reading and really just, I don't know, have some fun talking about books. So Jordan, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to talk about books, my favorite thing. Yeah, and I got so excited talking about books, I failed to mention a couple of facts about Jordan. But she got married during the pandemic. She is a COVID bride, and they are in the process of moving to a new house. And so I appreciate her taking time out to hang out with us in the process of moving. She has the cutest mini golden doodle named Millie. And she has a lot of pictures of Millie on her Instagram. And uh, But some fun things about Jordan, she works from home, and her profession is in digital marketing. Nice. So it's quite fun. Okay, so we are going to talk about books. Jordan, why are you so excited to talk about books? Okay, so I am so excited about reading all the time. I love books. I love talking about it with anyone who will listen. Um, But I just get so much joy from reading and I get so, you know, I'm entertained and I'm learning and it's just so fun for me. And so when one of my friends who doesn't like to read shows interest, I'm like, oh my gosh, let's talk about it. It just makes me so excited to think that someone else might get some of that joy that I find. Um, When my brother started reading the Harry Potter books, which are like some of my very favorites, it was the best day ever. And, you know, we were able to connect and talk about our favorite parts and just like 
have the shared love of something. And so, and even if you hate a book, if you can connect with someone on hating a book, you know, it's just kind of this connection and this community. And it's just so exciting to me. On the other hand, I probably, my husband, he bless his heart. He does not like to read. And he is like on the receiving end of a lot of my, um, book obsessions when I'm reading and I'm obsessed with, I'm learning so much. And I'm like, did you know this? And then let me tell you about this. And he's like, I'm so happy for you. (laughs) I don't care. And so, you know, it can go both ways, but it just, it's so fun and I love it. And I, I want to encourage other people to find that love, you know, maybe they don't love it as much as me, but you can get so much out of it. So it's, it's a fun hobby. And I'm glad, Jordan, you mentioned that community component. You had mentioned, you know, you and your brother started reading together and getting to talk about it. And I think that's the one, if I had to pick one reason why I don't love reading, I just consider that as an alone activity. And I'm someone who's really extroverted. I'm refreshed by other people and being around other people and conversing. And when I think of reading, I just think of, oh, I have to be alone in a room by myself with an open book and take away all distractions. And that just doesn't sound appealing to me. But as you're talking about how it can be this community thing that you can be alongside someone else that's reading the same things that you guys can talk about it later. Like that's the kind of reading I'm interested in. Yeah. Book clubs and, you know, any reason to get together, especially now, if I can get together with my friends and do anything, you know, we've missed so much connection. And so I'm, I'm like, sign me up for every book club. I'll read all the books. If I can just hang out with people and like connect over it. It's so fun. One of the things that's interesting, we're, you know, talking about this, this past weekend, Sean and I got away um, for a little marriage getaway. And one of the things that we love to talk about are the books that we're reading. And I even said to Sean, it's like, you know, babe, I really like it when we're reading the same books and being able to interact with them because it just allows our conversation to go so much deeper as we kind of process new ideas and what, you know, what do we keep? What do we apply? What do we um, just kind of let go? But it is just a, a nice way to really connect with someone on a deeper level. The beauty of books. There's something for everybody, for introverts and extroverts. Because I think of sitting alone in a book, I mean, sitting alone in a room and reading a book, and I'm like, oh, that sounds amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Give me the comfy blanket and a cup of tea, and I am in heaven. No people, you know, just me. That sounds really fun. (laughs) I know we're talking about reading. Can you go ahead and give us a sneak peek to your favorite book? Yes. Um... It, it changes. I have I have a few that like rotate through my favorites, but I would say my favorite is Redeeming Love by Francine Rivers. Have y'all read that? I have. Have you? I have not. <gasps> okay. It might have to be a summer read for you. I mean, it's hard to put down. It's amazing. It is like a historical fiction retelling of the book of Hosea. And it is amazing. It's so good. And they're making it into a movie this summer. So you have to read it before the movie comes out. Yes. I know. Sounds like yes. I do. <laughs> and Francine Rivers has such an interesting story, but she was like a romance writer and came to faith later in life, and she took a break from writing, and then this was her first book she wrote after she started following Christ. So, Jordan, have you always been a reader? I have always—reading has always been a part of my life. 
Um, my dad, it was very important for him to read to us when we were little. My brother's three years younger than me. And so growing up, he always wanted to read us books before bed. So he read me um, Little House on the Prairie. I actually, my when my great grandmother passed away, my parents tried to teach me, you know, about heaven. I'm a little four-year-old girl trying to understand where she is and what is heaven. And I was like, oh, so she's with the story people. And my parents didn't understand. They said, who are the story people? And I said, oh, well, Mary and Joseph and Laura Ingalls Wilder are the story people. Like that made total sense to me. And so obviously those books really stuck with me, but you know, he read to us all these different books. And so then when I grew up, I remember just, I mean, there's the required school reading that's lame and you don't want to do it. But then when you can read for fun and actually enjoy it, it's the best. And so I have been reading ever since, really, ever since I could pick up a book on my own. Okay. Got a question for you. Did you read in college? Because that's a tough time. Because most people are having to read things that they don't want to read. Yeah, textbooks. Textbooks. Mm. So did you read in college? So I did not do much reading in high school because of all the required reading. I was not about it. Don't force me to read a book. In college, I was actually an apparel studies major. And I had like sewing classes. And I did not write a single paper. I wrote one paper, actually, in all wow. of my I had done all of it, I guess, in high school, and my major didn't require it. So I read for fun in college. I didn't have to do all the required reading. So that's kind of when I started loving it again. That's when I was inspired to start my blog and start sharing all of my books. Um, I started like my separate Instagram so I could share all my books and not annoy all my friends. And I really like started to love reading for me in college, I think. That's when I started reading kind of for pleasure. You know, after I became a believer, I think one of the first books I read was this book called Choices, and it was about dating relationships. And I was so eager to learn more about what God had to say about relationships. And because I had broken off this engagement, I just started reading, reading, reading. I mean, I just, that's when I kind of had this spark to love reading because it helped me and I enjoyed the whole process. That's good. I know this is already challenging. Uh, hearing you guys talking about books, I go, what am I reading right now? Am I reading anything? I'm like, I am reading something. I'm reading Outdated by Jonathan Bakuda. Okay. That's on my list. Yeah. I've been wanting to read I'm only three chapters in, so don't ask me my review okay. yet, but so far so good. But I'm thinking just through that lens of you know, I'm sure we could all be asked, hey, what TV show are you watching? And you could probably rattle off like one, two, three, four, five that you're watching. But if you just ask the average person, hey, what are you reading? I guarantee most people are maybe lean more my end that go, I'm not really reading anything right now. But I think this is a good challenge. Hey, what if it was just like TV? What if you were always reading something? Doesn't mean you have to go through a book a week, but hey, maybe you're just trying to work through one book a semester like that may be a huge goal for you that would be a huge goal for me yeah <laughs> I'm slow yeah well it's just <clears throat> yeah I love love talking about books Jordan when did the love for books really happen for you I mean you've shared a little bit about you know your dad reading to you before bed and then in college you had you weren't having to read a lot for your major 
Um, but what made you really fall in love with books? I think um, for me, you know, I had the love of books with my dad, but I didn't necessarily have the love of reading myself. It was just that experience. And so um, it's it was actually my required reading in school. I was a rule follower and all my friends would do the spark notes and like not read the books. And I was way too nervous to get in trouble. So I read all the books I was required to read. Um, and I read The Outsiders by Essie Hinton. It is a wonderful classic book. Um, and I was reading it for my homework. And I remember, I think I was in eighth grade. I remember I was at homesick and reading this book and I was just sobbing because it moved me. Um, if you don't know the story, it was really sad and then really happy. You know, it's just a wonderful book, but it just moved me. And so I feel like when you find a story or a book that makes you feel something like that, then you want to find it again in the next book and the next book and the next book. And it just makes you a reader because you keep looking for that feeling of being moved. That's a wonderful way to say that. So Adrian, have you ever read a book that made you feel moved? I don't know if I would say moved, but definitely a book that I said, I'm really glad that I read that, mm. you know, whether that was walking away with some sort of like advice or education component of just saying, I'm really glad I know that now because it's going to affect how I live my life later. But I think for me, I really love the aftermath of reading a book, but for whatever reason, the aftermath doesn't drive me to go pick up a book again. Cause I don't know if I enjoy like the actual process of the sitting down, the opening up of the book, but I do like being able to recount what I've learned. Mm -hmm. So it's more so for me, I guess the physical process, but I do like that walking away with that, um, you know, being moved by a book. I do like that feeling that you guys are describing. Yeah. I mean, I have bawled reading books. I just, you know, and my family's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, it's the book. It's so good. And they're like, mom, it's pretend. And I'm like, I know, but it's still good. So I enjoy just that, that process. Jordan, how many books do you read a month? Let's get down to the nitty gritty. You're one of those crazy people, aren't you? I can feel it. <laughs> I do. I probably read like six to seven a month. Um, but I will, I'm going to admit it is controversial. I know some people don't believe that audiobooks are reading and I am a big audiobook believer. I listen to audiobooks. I have one going like at all times when I'm driving and getting ready and working out, I'm always listening to a book. And so there's just not enough time in the world to read all the books that I want to read. And so that's how I can kind of fit in those extra books throughout the month that I maybe wouldn't have gotten to had I not had the extra time. But yeah, I do. I try to read about six to seven books a month, which is a lot for, I know it's a lot. How many did you read during the um, pandemic? The <clears throat> I, I had a lot more time being at home all the time. I was working in an office and had a like an hour drive every day from work. And so being home, I was like, what am I going to do with myself with all this time? I ended up reading 107 books last year. What? <laughs> that's not, that's real. What? That's, yeah. I mean, including audiobooks, which my husband says doesn't count, but I. They count. I think they count. Wow, I'm I'm still in shock over here. I'm sure some of our listeners are like, was that did someone mess up the audio? You said a yeah. hundred and 
107. 107. But she has them, like on her Instagram, she has them, all the pictures, you know, of them stacked up and everything. And so that's the fun thing about being able to follow Jordan is that, you know, she just has, she's gone through all the books. And so she knows all the good ones to read. And I know there's good reads out there, but it's just something about having a person that you know and you kind of connect with recommending books. And it's like, ooh, well, if Jordan liked it, I bet I'd like it too. Yeah. Okay. I have to ask you this question. How, if you are someone who reads, you know, six to seven books a month or someone that reads 107 books in a pandemic, how do you keep track of all the books that you're reading and what you learn? Do at some point, do they start to run together? Do you have a Google doc where you write down a summary of each book? Tell me for you, how are you remembering what you read? I, for a long time, they were all like just running together and some do some of them that I'm like, that was okay. You know, it's not one of my favorites. It might, I might forget it and then pick it up a few years later and reread it. But I do, I try, I started in 2020, um, reviewing, like doing a short paragraph review of every book I read each month on my blog. So I will do like what I read in January and list all the books and just write my thoughts kind of so I can look back on it and keep them for myself. And also just so that if anyone is wondering if they should pick it up, um, they know kind of my thoughts on it at least. Mm, that's good. Perfect. Yeah, I'm sure if you're reading that many books, you know, someone says, Hey, what's your opinion on this book? You know, what do you think? And you go, uh, you know, <laughs> which, which one was that, that I'm thinking of that? Yeah. You have notes to go back to. So that's cool to hear a little bit of your process. Do you have a process, Kim? You know, I don't, I, I do sometimes record things in my journal that I'm learning, like from growth books. But a lot of times the books I read for pleasure, I just plow through them, you know, and then just savor, you know, just the feeling afterwards and then put them down or return them back to the bookstore or to the library. Because a lot of times, I mean, I'm the kind of person who marks in books. Like if it's a growth book, I mean, I'm taking notes, I'm you know, underlining things. I mean, that's just a whole experience for me. But when I'm reading like fiction, a lot of times I'll just get those books from the library because I don't mark in them. I just just plow through them and then just take them right back to the library. Mm, that's cool. I have a question for you, Jordan. Um, like, you mentioned the the meh books, you know, you said you kind of put them down. I mean, are you the kind of person who plows through a book just to finish? Or do you, if you don't like it, maybe, you know, can you speak into that? Mm-hmm. I, until this last year, I have just about finished every book I started. I, I didn't want to, I'm like, I've already invested an hour or two hours into this. So I'm just going to force myself to finish it. But then that's the whole, why we hate reading in school because it's forced on us and that's not fun or exciting. So I have gotten a lot better. I'm like, there's just not enough time in the day to read everything I want to. And so I have to stop, you know, if it's not something I'm super interested in, I'm just, it's not for me. It's probably for someone else out there. And I just will put it down and move on to the next one. Yeah, that's good. Okay, I have another question for you, too. Um, As a follower of Christ, I really try to be careful about the things I put into my mind. Um, I'm real careful about shows I watch. I have filters on a lot of my movies. I just, I don't want to be thinking of other people, you know, doing things that, you know, I I don't want to read about other people having sex. I don't want to read about other people, you know, experiencing these different things. I try to be careful in my mind. Um, 
And I notice in books a lot of times, you know, it's like I don't think you can really find a book these days that doesn't have some little something in it. How do you deal with that when you're reading along and you come across that kind of thing? Um, I definitely have run that more often than you would expect because I'm very, I try to go into every book without any opinions. I don't read reviews before I read something. I mean, I see people's recommendations, but I don't look at, I don't look at spoilers. I don't really try to read the plot or anything. I want to just have my own opinions. And so there have definitely been times where I'm reading and I get to a point and I'm like, whoa, I was not expecting that. You know, it goes a direction that I didn't anticipate. And especially if someone's reading it to you on audio, it gets, it can get a little crazy when you're not accepting certain content. Um, but I just, everyone has their boundaries and you know, your, you know, you know, your heart and know what you should be consuming. And so I have definitely put down books or, you know, said, ah, that recommendation I gave, I might not, you know, if I'm reading a book and I'm saying, oh, it's so good. And then I finish it. Never mind. <laughs> like it might have yeah. my opinion there a little bit. So you know, it, it can get interesting. There's definitely, it's hard to find books that aren't, it's hard to find just like really good books these days sometimes. I think when people think about media intake, they just think of movies or TV or music, but media intake can also be books and those things can be poisoning to our mind and our thoughts and how we view God and how we view other people and even how we view ourselves. And so I'm really it's really admiring that you have those same standards for the books that you're reading. Cause I think that's just another opportunity for Satan to influence you in a way that you don't want to be influenced. So I'm glad that you have those guards up in the things that you're reading. Yeah. A lot of times I'll just skip a page or two, you know, if I, I but if I'm having to do that all the time, you kind of lose on the story as well. So anyway, I kind of, <clears throat> that's how I kind of handled it. But there are books that I just said, you know, I just, I can't do it in good conscience. I got to put this on the side. Um, all right. So Adrian, most people like you, I mean, a lot of people don't like to read, mm -hmm. I would say. Um, would you agree with that? I know there are a lot of people that literally just don't like to read. I think a lot of young people just don't try to read or don't make time to read. Maybe that's a better way to say it. There are just, I mean, having a phone, there are literally thousands of ways you can fill a couple hours. You could be on social media or, you know, on TikTok or on YouTube or doing anything and fill all of your time and never have time to pick up a book. And if you don't like reading to begin with, you probably don't have a book. You have to go buy one and then you have to put your phone down and then you have to sit in a quiet place. And, you know, there's just so many barriers to reading. And so it's, I think it's less people don't like it, but more just there's not a ton of opportunities to enjoy it if you're not intentionally choosing that, if that makes sense. That's good. I relate to that a lot. I don't often intentionally choose to read. I will pick up anything and everything before reading. And it's, I'm that person that's, I'm on YouTube and I just start down this YouTube trail because I'm like, oh, I want to figure out how to make the perfect chocolate chip cookie. And I'm like down reading like the science on it all. And then I'll start there. And then someone's doing, 
you know, another video on how to highlight your own hair. And I go, oh, I've always wanted to do that. I'll watch that video. And so it's the same type of stuff. I'm still intaking knowledge, but I think it's the visual aspect that really just draws me in to, you know, things like YouTube and stuff for learning. So when I don't have the pictures associated or the video with what I'm reading in a book, I think that often just gives me another opportunity to be distracted or say no. But I love that you mentioned audiobooks because that's something I've gotten into more recently since being married to Dave. He is somebody that listens to a lot of audiobooks, you know, has the membership on Audible and he loves playing them before he goes to bed and sometimes they're on speakerphone. So I'll get to listen to those. And we, he recommended we listen to an audiobook together. So whenever we were both in the car together, we were listening to Tim Keller's Meaning of Marriage. And so that was cool. It sparked a lot of conversations for us. We could pause it and then start talking about it. And so I think the concept of audiobooks would be you know, kind of the front door to draw me into wanting to read more, you know, like the physical copy of a book. I don't get super excited about that, but I do get excited about listening to that same thing while I'm getting ready or while I'm driving. Um, so I'm glad that we're, we're talking about that. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Jordan, what do you, in your opinion, what are the benefits of reading a book as opposed to learning something on YouTube mm -hmm. or, you know, what have been the benefits overall and maybe to you personally. Mm -hmm. Sure. So I think there are, I mean, there are tons of benefits, you know, you can Google and see all the scientific benefits of reading of like, you're going to read faster and your, your memory will be better and you're going to have a better vocabulary. You know, your vocabulary will grow or um, you'll sleep better. All of these scientific things with your brain and reading. But I think the community aspect that we talked about earlier. Um, and even just like what you said, Adrian, riding in the car and listening to a book together. And then that sparked so many conversations for you guys that you maybe wouldn't have had if you hadn't read that book together. So benefits like that of just relationships and that shared experience that you can get through books or going to book club and, you know, making new friends that way. My book club that we just started is all people that are my friends from like different stages of life, but they didn't all know each other. And so two met in my wedding and then one met from my sorority and they're all friends now. And so, you know, it's a fun connector of people, I guess you could say, because they're not all readers either. They don't consider themselves to be readers, but we all read a book together last month and it was really fun. It's just kind of that, I think it's just the shared experience more than anything. This is a podcast about relationships and preparing for marriage. How has reading helped you prepare for your marriage and strengthen your marriage? Well, book, Kim, has been one of the most impactful to me personally in my, to myself and to my marriage. I feel like there are a lot of, um, there are tons of books you can read on marriage and relationships. Um, on preparing for marriage. And some of them, I'm the word I'm only coming up with cheesy and it's not, that's a bad word to describe a book, but they're about like how to be the best wife, but it's not like bettering myself. It's just what I can do for others. But until I have the relationship with God, that is like really solid foundation. I can't be the best wife. And so your book has really taught me like how to, my relationship with God, what God says about me 
and made me feel secure in that to then go into my marriage and be attempt to be the best wife that I can be. Um, so just a little plug. Well, thank you very much. I, I'm, I'm really honored that it, it um, spoke to you. You know, it's funny. We, we talked a little bit about this, but Adrian, this is a funny story, but Jordan went on Amazon to buy a copy of my book and it was $500. 500? What? Why? Um, <laughs> you don't know me, but I'm, I'm trying to buy your book on Amazon and it's $500 right now. And I feel like maybe you should talk to someone. You're like, I read a lot and never have I ever paid for $500, $500. for a book. I don't know what happened, but, um, anyway, it's just kind of a fun memory of us connecting. What are some of the other books that have really helped you in your marriage? I am actually reading one right now that has been really, um, really important to me is Fervent from Priscilla Shirer. And it is, I think it came after the movie um, War Room, that movie about prayer. And it's all about just like creating a battle plan for prayer essentially is what it is, what the subtitle says. I can't remember it word for word, but it's each chapter is a different, um, a different focus for your prayer life. So your passion, your fears, your past, all of these different things that you can pray over. And it has really inspired me to be um, a lot more intentional and specific about what I'm praying for. And like, you know, when you're a little kid, you have, you pray for the same things every single day. And so you can fall into a habit of just doing those same things and not really thinking about different aspects of your life that might benefit from prayer. And so that book for me has been really impactful recently. I started it in January and I'm trying to read it really slowly so I can take it all in. But that one has been very, um, very important in on my life and in our marriage, I think. Okay. So I'm hearing you talk about benefits of reading good books that you're reading, good books that you recommend. How does one actually become a reader? Like, is there a stim- simple step outside of, Hey, just go buy a book and pick it up. Or is that the step itself? I feel like there are probably in my head, there are like three easy ways to become a reader. Um, and we've kind of talked about them a little bit, but the, the simplest, but most elusive way to become a reader and a reader for life is just to find that really good book that you love and can't put down and then want to continue finding that for the rest of your life. Like you just find the book that moves you and then you're hooked and you want to keep reading. Um, I think that's one way that a lot of people have become readers. I know a lot of girls that follow me on Instagram that were not readers at all until COVID hit. And then they had free time and were like, what the heck am I going to do with myself? And they started reading and then just found that book that was so good that they wanted to keep going. So that's one way. Um, Another way is probably that community aspect. So if you are not a reader and want to become a reader, start a book club, which sounds so crazy, but my book club that just came together, my friend that started it is someone who is like a self-proclaimed non-reader, but just really wanted a way for us to all get together every month and hang out together. And that was a fun way for us to do it and to talk about books. And so she started a group text. We met up and we, none of us had ever, 
you know, started a book club before. So we sat down and we were like, so what do we talk about? <laughs> do and there questions? Like, what are we supposed to do right now? And we just like powered through it and figured out, you know, made some stuff up and had a really good time. And then more people are starting to show up and we're, you know, adding new friends to this group and it's going to be really fun. So that community focus, it's like the community is the, the primary focus and then the books are just secondary, but they're, you're able to grow a love for reading that way, if that makes sense. Mm, that's good. You saying all that, it jogged my memory, which now I'm realizing that I read more books than I think, but I read one called Atomic Habits and it talked about how to become a better reader as well. And what you're sharing, it reminded me of this principle. He said, why don't you just read five minutes a day? I think when I hear the concept of I want to become a reader, I think I've got to finish a book a month or even more, six to seven a month like you do, Jordan. And that may just not be practical for where I'm at right now. And so he was just like, you know, pick up the book and read for five minutes every night. And there'll be some nights where you you want to read way more than for just five minutes. You maybe only get through a few pages, but just start really, really, really small. And so I think that is such a good application to add on what you already mentioned, that community component and finding a book that you're really passionate about and interested in, and then just starting small, make it a small goal, whether that's I'm going to read one page or I'm going to read for five minutes, I'm going to set a timer and then just do that discipline over and over. And then gradually maybe up the timer, up the page count. And then hopefully you don't even need that anymore because you just really love reading. You go to picking up that book whenever you get the chance. I love that. I love Atomic Habits. That is like one of my favorite books. I think Kim and I talked about that. One. Yes, I love Atomic Havocs too. It's almost like one of the books you kind of want to reread every year. Oh, yeah. Because um, it just had such great suggestions. I mean, just making things small and attainable and then you grow. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I'm, I'm trying to do Pilates every morning. So I just started doing, I'm like, I, I can do it for 15 minutes, you know, and then now I've worked up, now I'm doing it for 20 minutes. Mm, and uh, so anyway, I'm, I'm pretty excited. But yeah, Atomic Habits is a really good book. And I feel like there's a third kind of like that start small, easy way to step, like stick your toe into reading, if you will, is just to take things that you love. Like if you love um, true crime podcasts, or you love the like teen high school kind of drama television, or like Kim, I know you love gardening. You take these things that you love and then you find a book about it. Like if you love true crime podcasts, then you would probably love all these like psychological thriller mystery books, or even just a book about a famous crime, a nonfiction book that you could read about the podcast you just listened to. Or if you love this podcast, then you would probably love all of these other books about marriage or redeeming love. That's this wonderful fictional story on marriage um, and on just God's grace. You know, there's all kinds of, there's books on literally anything you could possibly dream of. And so just finding that niche that is like your favorite thing and starting there and reading those books, and then you'll find others that you love too. 
Okay, I feel like we've covered so much in this podcast. I didn't know how we would talk about reading for, you know, 30 to 40 minutes because I'm not a reader myself, but you just really shared your passion for reading, why it's important to read, just the value we can find in it, as well as just tangible steps on how to start, how to become a reader, and then just that huge community component that goes along with reading. So I'm so glad that you gave us insight into your life, your love for books, and how that's impacting others around you. And if you are a podcast type person, we actually have a friend, he has a podcast called Read Out, where he actually just reviews books on his podcast. So if you're someone that is hesitant to pick up a book, go check out his podcast and you can hear his review on it before picking it up. Oh yeah, that's great. We'll link it in the show notes. And Jordan um, is in the process of putting together a summer reading guide. So Jordan, like for girls who are wanting the scoop on books that you've read, where can they find you and where can they find this summer reading guide that it come, when it comes out? Yeah. So I am on Instagram as um, Jordan Tailored. Um, that's my blog, jordantailored.com. I'm Jordan Tailored in all of the places. Um, and I the summer reading guide I put together is basically exactly like that last step for reading that I just said. Um, it's a PDF you can download and it's um, book recommendations. If you love true crime podcasts, here are five books that you can read based on that. And if you love this podcast, here are five books that you can read based on that. So you can kind of get some ideas, get some book recommendations that you can pick up this summer based on what you love, instead of having to, you know, go dig around and find all of these recommendations. It's all put together in one place. Oh, I love that, Jordan. Thank you so much for putting that together. And we'll link your blog and Instagram in the show notes, so you'll be easy to find. And this is just kind of a little fun trivia thing. Um, Adrian, Jordan has an Etsy shop, and it's also by the same name, and she sells buttons. (gasps) Oh, that's so fun. fun. Why do we have to get you a You have so many different interests. Yes. I love it. <clears throat> so fun. Well, Jordan, thank you so much. Is there anything else before we kind of close down that uh, you wanted to share that maybe we didn't have a chance to talk about? Gosh, I think we covered just about as much as you could on reading. But I just hope that if you're not a reader, if you are someone who wants to be a reader and you just haven't figured out how to do that. I hope that this has been encouraging and um, you're able to just find a way to just just take a little step into reading because it, it's so easy and it's so fun and you can fall in love with it. Um, so I hope that that's encouraging to those of you who aren't big readers. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you so much for being with us today and just sharing your love of books. It's such a pleasure to get to know you better. And uh, I look forward to uh, getting some good summer reads from your recommendation list. Adrian, thank you so much for being with us. And Logan, thank you for putting this together. We couldn't do it without you. And for our listeners, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. We hope you'll grab a good book and we look forward to talking with you again next week.